What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. the one and only rice and john the simon frazier university product you're a big fella man that's really burst on the scene can you sort of give us a bit of a background about yourself and how you ended up at simon frazier yeah man so um yep um you know i'm born and bred in vancouver vancouver british columbia um a little background by myself uh yes i am a very large human being very tall um (laughs) as people love to ask me every day about my height. But, uh, but yeah, back, back in the day, though, um, as a kid, I, you know, grew up watching, you know, football. Football and basketball are very sports-oriented in, uh, within the family hold, uh, in, uh, in the household here. Um, you know, I've been playing football and basketball, uh, or I've been playing basketball for the longest time, actually. And, and then football came along, I think, around, what, nine years old. Yeah, still in elementary school, also around nine years old, and then, um, and then, yeah, I just been playing basketball, football for, for a very long time, and then all the way up to my senior year in uh, high school, I, you know, I had a few scholarship offers for football and uh, and stuff like that, so I kind of just had a passion towards football regardless, and then, uh, yeah, I kind of just went, I just kind of went through the path pathway of just playing football, um, you know, looking towards my um, career in that way. So, uh, but yeah. You mentioned your height. If a CFL or NFL scout measured you, what would you check in at? What's your real height? I I would be a true six seven. I, I'm like without with and without shoes. Within with it, okay, right on. Because some guys, you know, they might fit, fudge a little bit on their height and weight, especially in university. Man, I've been there. I played the University of Guelph. I said I was six feet, which is not true, but we all got to pump it up a little bit. So that's why I want to get. The real true height on the basketball court. How did you use that height, and what position did you play? Well, even um, it, it's such it's so weird though because because um, even through was it was it through my middle school years, uh, like through my freshman year, like grade nine, all the way to my senior year, grade twelve. 
Uh, there was there was definitely a growing spurt, uh, growing spurt in I think grade, going to my grade eleven year. I shot up from like six, I think it was like from six three, six four to like six six or six seven going into my uh, grade eleven year. So for basketball, I was play, I was playing guard. Um, I was basically playing guard from like grade eight to grade nine and ten, and then when I shot up to grade seven, I was playing the four and five spot. Did you start eating your Wheaties? Is that how the spurt happened or what? Nah, just food. No, literally just food, man. Uh, food, dairy, milk, you know, eggs, that type of way. So, got just natural foods, <laughs> I must say. Did you ever consider being a two-sport athlete in university like you were in high school? I was thinking, you know what, and I was th- definitely thinking about it too, though, but at the same time where, um, you know, when I went to Simon Fraser, um, you know, when I did a letter in tent, um, I knew – Fraser's was uh, one of the toughest schools, or one of the, uh, like a really great academic school in Canada. Like one was like I think it was like top ten. Um, I just didn't I didn't think I would have time to be honest. Mm, that'd be you difficult. Know? Yeah, a little time consuming if I did two sports though, um, right? So and then I, I would have thought like my body would have broke down a little bit more, um, especially especially playing college ball. So, uh, but I kind of just stick with football, um, just stick with my passion, and kind of stick to that way. But yeah, what scholarship offers did you have, and then how did you narrow it down to going to Simon Fraser? Well, even coming out of high school, um, you know, I had a whole uh, we had a whole bunch of schools, um, you know, from East Coast, like uh, from the OUA schools, like Western, uh, Laurier, Carleton. Um, I think Queens came along to my high school as well and stuff too. But um, I think the the two, yeah, the two other schools that in person or that, you know, offered me scholarship in person was both Manitoba and Saskatchewan. And then alongside with Simon Fraser as well. So I really had like three options uh, to go through. And in the end, why did you pick Simon Fraser over some of those other schools at West? Uh, well, really competition-wise, I was able to play. As a Canadian athlete, I wanted to play against Americans. American uh, athletes as well. So trying to be part of the NCAA that, uh, you know, I always trying to dream of. I mean, that was the best opportunity I could get um, coming where I was coming from in Vancouver. So, um, you know, I couldn't complain about the scholarship offer they gave me. Um, kind, of, kind of almost, you know, good for not only for me, but for my family to stay in, kind of just stay in town and uh, save money that way too. You know? But all, all in all, I just wanted to play against uh, American competition though. So, and uh, that was that was the thing, though. So I was glad I, you know, I stayed alone. I stayed in town. There's likely a decent amount of Canadians out there that are really familiar with U Sports football and the level that it's played at. But as you mentioned, Simon Fraser playing in the NCAA. For those that don't maybe follow it as much or can't get access to the Simon Fraser games, what type of level is the football played at out there on the West Coast? What type of football played out? Well, usually, so usually we get a lot of guys from, you know, not only BC, like if we try to get like the best BC kids, you know, within the, uh, within the province, but we also get a whole bunch of kids from Washington, a few from California, and then maybe a few other guys from like junior college, um, you know, across the country. So, so even when they come to Simon Fraser, you're, you know, basically getting you know, try to get the best competition from, you know, all over the West Coast, from the Pacific Northwest, I would say. And that GNAC conference is pretty competitive from what I hear. Well, I mean, there's only been, yeah, there's only been like about, what, best of, what, five to six teams. So we had to play each other 
what, twice a year, right? So, I mean, whatever, wherever we had to play the first game, definitely going to be set either the same or way different what of what happened, right? So, in terms of scores and stats, right? So, I mean, that, that was like that every year, though, too, though. But, I mean, we had a little difficult run, though, too, because we had, you know, we were playing young kids like from, like, 18, 19 years old, trying to play against, like, 22, 23-year-old guys, right? So, uh, I mean, we had a little tough stretch uh, having to play, uh, you know, teams against twi- against them twice. But, I mean, all in all, we had good competition at the end of the day. You've really put yourself on CFL radars, NFL radars, and who knows, maybe even the XFL as well. How do you put yourself there in terms of what you've done at Simon Fraser, and who's maybe helped you along the way there? Well, definitely uh, in terms of help, in terms of help and advice. I mean, definitely all the coaching staff that um, you know that I've been a part of, um, even my first two years with the old coaching staff I had, and then. And then after my third year, I mean, and then I had Coach Ford come along and then had my wide receiver coach come in and then all the other guys that, you know, came in with uh, Coach Ford uh, really benefited me, um, you know, looking looking into my future even more and having even, having even more confidence in, you know, playing, not only play, playing against great competition within college, though, but, you know, kind of just being in that same realm within the NFL group as well, though, too, though, so... I mean, at the end of the day, I can't complain. I can't complain for my path, from my path to getting to the NFL process, too. Though. And then now there's three more leagues or two more leagues, you know, to go through. I mean, as a Canadian, you know, football guy, I mean, I can't complain about the opportunity I could get. For sure. Lots more jobs out there. And the latest step for you in terms of getting in front of scouts on all of those different leagues was the hula ball out in Hawaii. What was that experience like for you? Well, man, it was a really cool experience. Well, my first time in Hawaii ever in my life too, though. So it was good. It was a good little free trip, right? So (laughs) yeah, definitely can't complain about that. But but the hula ball, man, it was um, really cool, man. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, I can't complain about the weather, the environment and stuff too, though. But, you know, even when I had experience at the in Dallas in Fort Worth, Texas, going to CGS uh, Bowl or the College Gridiron Showcase, um, you know, I kind of went into the hula ball. I mean, going going into the practices like same as usual, just football. Like you know, I had to come in at good attitude with footballs like football. I mean, obviously, scouts were sitting in the stands and stuff too, though. But I mean, at the same time, you're you're in the pads and shoulder pads and helmet. You got to practice yourself and make plays for yourself as well. So, I mean, at the same time, I had a great time going against other D1 uh, uh, D1 athletes as well and stuff like that as well. And too, though, I think I was only Canadian there too, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're probably right. Were there a lot of uh, alohas and mahalos out in Hawaii? Yeah, exactly, though, too. So I made connections with them as well. But, yeah, no, I, was, I think that was not only the – I think not only Canadian school, I mean, but I think I was the only Canadian player there. But yeah. Then what was it like for the hula ball overall in terms of you know how many scouts were there and did you talk to a number of NFL and CFL teams? Yeah, so I think um, I think some of the scouts though there there was there wasn't as many scouts that um, that I like, that I could remember that came to Dallas, but because um, um, I think some of the scouts I, I don't know, but um, I think there's well over fifty. I think so. Just just a good amount that were there, um, but yeah, no, I, I was able I was able to talk to I think four I want to say four four or five NFL scouts 
that um, they told me to calm down and just have a just had to talk with them and stuff. Right on. And how yeah, yeah. did you feel about your performance in the game? <clears throat> My performance in the game, uh, well, because even even that week I was doing tight end reps as well. So um, you know, having to transfer from a wide receiver to tight end, um, but uh, a little. I mean, tight end was a little different. Um, trying to play in the trenches a little bit more though too. But I, I felt I was involved. Uh, I felt more involved in the game that way. So. So that's a position switch that you would be open to making. Um, I'm open to anything, <laughs> you know, on the offensive side. Yeah, at least that's what uh, you know. Most NFL scouts uh, have been telling me since uh, you know since the um, you know, start of that uh, of this process as well. Though, so um, yeah, they they've been telling me, hey, if you know they could try to slot me at tight end, like the flex wide position, then you know I was doing tight end reps that week. Um, you know, stuff like that too. Though, so. Uh, but yeah, no, I felt, uh, even in the game, I'm, you know, I blocked, I felt really confident in my blocking against the defensive end too. They shoot, they were all strong, but I was just as strong as them, um, and stuff like that as well. So, but yeah, no, it was a really good experience, man. Just, uh, just being around the guys and, uh, you know, being more involved, I would say. Did you have any NFL scouts at any of your games while you were at Simon Frazier? Um, I think uh, I think my very last game, my senior day back in November, I think I had, uh, yes, I did have a, a Seahawks scout come through. Interesting. And sort of along the NFL lines, you were set to have pro day, but obviously the coronavirus pandemic has canceled a lot of events. So how many teams were scheduled to come to your pro day? And what was it like to have that wiped away with what's going on in the world right now? Yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously, unfortunately, of, you know, what's going on globally, um, you know, in terms of the sports world as well. Um, yeah, a lot of things are shut down, which is, you know, unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, my pro day was supposed to be on the 29th. Obviously, that got canceled. I think about five or seven teams were, you know, scheduled to come in Vancouver, the fight over in Vancouver, um, just to see me run and do my times and stuff, though. But obviously, got shut down, like, the border and flights, obviously. Uh, but even now, so now I got, you know, a little bit more time to rest up and I kind of just focus on my body a little bit more as well. Um, but uh, at the same time now, they've been telling, like, I think the NFL has been telling, uh, telling a lot of players, um, if they can have to do the pro day or have to do their own workouts, like with the laser times, the hand times, whatever, and have somewhere else video record them doing the drills and running around and stuff. So, and have that, have that video set out too either their agents and to the other teams that are interested in looking at them. So do you remember which teams exactly were scheduled to come and see you in Vancouver? Uh, yeah, so I think locally, uh, BC Lions, for sure. yeah, so BC Lions for sure. I think Calgary called in. Uh, Seahawks, yeah, Seahawks guy was supposed to come in as well. Washington Redskins. Uh, I think New York was really interested. Um, the Giants or the Jets? Uh, Giants, Giants. Yeah. And then, um, then uh, not the Dolph, not the Dolphins though. Um, them and then um, Buffalo was also a uh, team in mind as well. Um, and then I had like Tor- I think I think I had like Toronto and Calgary as well. So I think there was about what, five, six teams maybe I, I named there. <laughs> That's a good amount for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, shoot. I mean, if, even if I had like one or two scouts come through, I mean, I mean. One, it only takes one team to uh, it only takes one team to love you, man. So, in that way. And you said you've had a lot of discussions with NFL scouts and potentially making that switch to tight end. 
Now that your pro day has been canceled, have you had phone conversations with NFL teams sort of in lieu of the pro day or in a sense of trying to get to connect with them more for them to understand the person that you are and for that matter, CFL teams too? Um, at least not yet. Like a phone, like you asking for like a phone interview. If um, you know teams calling for a phone interview, interview and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. At least not yet. But I did have a, I did have when I was in Seattle uh, when I was doing my NFL training. I did have uh, the Colts call me, um, one time as well. But that was I think that was like three, that was about like three weeks ago though. But at least at least during this timeline right now, um, I don't remember. Yeah. No. No phone calls as of yet. Right on. So you were training in Seattle, and whereabouts were you doing that? And what was good in terms of training down there? Yeah. So, uh, so for the past two uh, two months, I was out of town. I was out of Vancouver, uh, having to do the Dallas and Hawaii trips. But um, but during my time doing the NFL combine training, I was in I was actually in Bellevue, Washington, um, there for a couple months, or even yeah, about seven weeks actually. And um, and I was over the I was over at uh, FSP called uh, Four Sports uh, Performance in Bellevue, Washington. Are there any yeah. NFL or CFL players that train out of there? Um, yeah, the whole there's a lot of NFL guys that do come around there. Like um, I recently, actually recently, I just saw Josh Gordon uh, over there from the Seahawks is there. Um, KJ Wright, uh, Bobby Wagner was there. Um, to who else? There was a few other Seahawks guys and one guy from uh, Tennessee. There was an online from Tennessee, uh, Pittsburgh as well. Though there's a whole yeah, there's a whole bunch of like stars. Uh, Buda Baker was there as well from Arizona Cardinals, and you know got to meet him um, and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of NFL guys that do come around from that spot. When you were there, were you taking any football reps against them, or was it all just in the weight room and gym? It was really, well, literally for us college guys, because um, because we were like a, in terms of the NFL group or in terms of the, the NFL combine group, uh, there was about fourteen of us. So there was like fourteen and uh, of us uh, guys just trying to like rep out or trying to do you know field drills in the morning and then go to the rape room like near at noon. So we were doing that for like I was doing that training for like two months. Yeah, during those two months, I was doing like six days, like freaking six days of train, six days a week of training, basically. That's busy. Yeah, and uh, and then also like on top of the six days, uh, we had to uh, wake up, uh, go because usually the start times were like eight eight thirty in the morning, and then we finish around like four at late four o'clock at the latest in the in uh, in the afternoon. What so, would a typical day look like? A typical day, well, if you if you have like a naggy injury, like um, like a Q injury, um, usually usually you just wake up around like six thirty in the morning, seven o'clock, have your breakfast, have your breakfast early in the morning, shower, and then uh, and then you can just drive over to the facility. That's like it was only like a two, it's like a two three minute drive away from where I was staying at. So um, so yeah, I try to get there. I try to get the facility around like seven thirty, just for physio physio work, and then and then we have like weigh ins in the morning at like eight thirty, and then we stretch for half an hour, and then we'll actually stretch for like maybe twenty minutes, um, all the way up to like maybe eight forty five, and then we do more stretching for half an hour, and then we will do like field drills, or we do like speed mechanics for like uh, for like at least an hour. Um, and stuff like that. It's it's really time consuming. Trust me. It's like have a <laughs> snack. Uh, you know, after after speed work, have a snack, weights, have another lunch snack, 
and then get back to like either agility drills, like L drill, or three cone drill, that sort of thing. And then we'll finish up at like three thirty, four o'clock at the latest. So you're training for a pro day that we mentioned earlier ended yes. up being canceled due to coronavirus. And yes, are you having any plans to do sort of like a virtual pro day or put some times down? Like, how are you going to approach the next little while before the NFL and CFL drafts? Yeah, so I got that. I got a plan um, coming up all, you know, all riled up already too, though. I mean, I have, my, I have a coach. I have another person who's going to videotape my stuff. And then um, I have like a laser time um already pretty much all ready to go as well and then i have like a vertical leap or i have like one of those vertical machines um uh, what's it what's it what are they called but you have uh but to do my vertical testing uh, vertical jump i have one of those um devices where i could just t- touch the touch the the rods the rods and stuff mm-hmm. and that stuff and then for my bench press uh, i'll just have somebody uh, um kind of just spot, spot me behind of course and then someone just videotape me that way so I have, yeah, so I pretty much have it all planned out. The one thing I was curious about when I wanted to talk to you and interview you was, you know, where did your first name come from? Was it named after anything or how did that come about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, funny enough, though, I think um, I think my mom had a, was watching the NFL or watching the Super Bowl, actually, uh, with my dad. And uh, my mom was like, I think I think it was the Super Bowl with um, – I had to be to the Super Bowl with um, Packers, with the Packers and Patriots, where uh, Brett Favre threw the ball to Andre Risen, actually. Oh. And, yeah, so that's where uh, that's where I got my first name from, uh, from Andre's last name. And then they spelled it a little differently, is that right? Yeah, so so the way to spell my name is R-Y-S-E-N. Yeah. And was that just to make it unique? Um, I think, um, I think, yeah, I think my mom, I think my mom just like caught that name. It was pretty unique to my mom. So she just named me after a football player. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, yes. man. Do your parents have yeah. an athletic background? Yeah. So both my, so both my mom and dad are really athletic, uh, back in their time. Um, my dad used to play basketball over at Capilano, Capilano, uh, university and, uh, UBC. Right yeah, on. Was he a sharpshooter or? Um, he was a three. I think yeah, he was a three guard though. He was more of a slasher guy. All right, so that's where yeah, you got some of your basketball skills from. Rebounds, like he was a tough guy on defense. Though I think he was like all Canadian in uh, UBC in defense. Lockdown. Yeah, yeah, and then my mom, and then my mom loved softball, so baseball too, though. But she was more of a softball. Um, uh, person herself though and she was really good back at her time and she did a little track and field as well but uh but yeah no she was really good at softball and how do they feel with the current process that you're going through in terms of looking to be a pro football player on one side of the border or another oh really supportive i have a not only my parents are supporting me during, during this process so but i got a whole bunch of like family friends and you know, and a lot of people that, you know, not only helped my parents back in the day, too, to help me out, but I got a lot of family friends that, uh, you know, they kind of go down a long lineage of um, sports and, um, you know, and work and stuff, too, though, and just hard workers and, you know, that put a lot of effort into their, into their um, you know, jobs and careers. So I got a lot of support back in my family so far. Do you have any current connections of guys that are playing in the pros, NFL or CFL? I know the Herdman brothers have both been alumni or graduated from Simon Frazier, or is there anyone else that you know that you keep in touch with to try to get an idea of what the jump is like? 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I've been cool. Yeah, I've been definitely cool with the Tur- Hermit Twins because uh, I was able to play. With, I was able to play with those guys during my first year. Uh, I think back in 2016, they were like my fifth year seniors. They were uh, pretty, pretty tough guys to block uh, back in the time. Though they were pretty tough. But uh, I like the Hermit Twins a lot. Um, I don't know, you know, Ante, Ante. Um, I forgot his last. I keep. I should know his last name too, though. I can't pronounce it. Please, yeah. But uh, you know, you should know Ante that played. Uh, Calgary. He's a running back from Calgary. Oh, Milanovic Litre. Yes, yes. Gotcha. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, he would not like me if I did not pronounce his name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got it. Yeah, no, Ante's a cool dude. I love him a lot. Um, who else is? Um, I used to play. No, I didn't play against the Davis, um, the Davis brothers, though. But Marcus Davis, Marcus and Terrell Davis, that's mm-hmm. in Helmson. Mm-hmm. They're both BC kids as well. Um, I had. Um, Who's the one kid? Oh, yeah, Rashawn Simonize, who's on the lines as well. He went to my high school, actually, over at Vancouver College in uh, Vancouver. Oh, lots of connections. Yeah, yeah. So I got, um, yeah, I got a, quite a bit quite a bit of guys that um, during my recent time um, that I played, either I played against or um, I played, or either I played against or I watched them play in high school and in college. And then also Jamel Lyles, who's also already back from um for the BC Lions as well, I played against him in junior ball uh, when I was um, when we were all little uh, back in the day. And with the new collective bargaining agreement in the NFL, there's more jobs available. Does that sort of entice you a little bit more? <laughs> exactly, yeah. So especially as a Canadian football uh, football athlete as well, that's you know music. That should be music to my ears, man. And what do you see yourself? If you do get that shot in NFL training camp, are you going to be a pure tight end, a wide receiver, a slot guy, or are you a guy that could be potentially lined up anywhere on offense? Well, I told I told all uh, I told a whole bunch of NFL teams that you know I was doing interviews with. You know, uh, they asked me like, "Are you willing to do you know take reps as a tight end?" And then I said, "You know, hell yeah, I'll do some tight end reps." But at the same time, I'll do everything that you need that you would need me to do. Um, you know, in terms of running, you know, running around, running routes, say, catching the ball too, though. As a, because I think playing tight end would make me more of a dangerous weapon, though, too. Um, but yeah, even coming to practice, though, I think they want me to just wrap it out at tight end for now. And then if there's any guy that you know any injury, unfortunate injuries at the outside or slot, then I'll just, I like to, I like to take reps in, you know, both outside and inside too, while I'm doing tight end reps. So I like to be versatile that way. Do you model your game after anyone that you look it up to in football? Um, I, well, purely wide receiver, though. I, I mean, when I was watching Calvin Johnson, that was probably the closest closest guy to to watch. You know, in terms of my size, terms of my size and ability. And then Randy Moss would, you know, of course, Randy Moss and Terrell Owens were probably like you know physical freaks during their time, right? Um, but I think. Um, I think during I think during this time right now I think uh, I like Travis I like Travis Kelsey a lot and Zach Ertz a lot too though and uh, George Kittle so far. So maybe you'll be a combination of like a Calvin Johnson and Rob Gronkowski. Well, yeah, some yeah, <laughs> you can say you can definitely say that too because I'm really good at my blocking too. I really I feel confident in my blocking too though. I mean, obviously there's a lot of strong strong dudes within the trenches so. But I just got to be just as strong as them, though, as well. This got to be low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love it, man. You don't mind getting down and dirty. <laughs> yeah, hell with, hell with it, man. I just want to be involved. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
In terms of what's next for you in preparing for the draft process, is it having that virtual pro day? Is it continuing to try to find a way to train in terms of even being self-isolating? What's next for Ryson? Uh, well, even yes, well, even the past two weeks, I've been doing the, uh, or even the, was it the last week, like last Monday, I was doing uh, just doing home workouts, uh, just back at home, just like simple, just simple like body weight. Um, I just body weight push-ups, sit-ups, um, some curls here and there, and the ab rollers, and stretching. But I've just been doing more stretching for the most part, too, though. And then just actually just yesterday, funny you asked that, too, just yesterday I just found a friend of mine that just had a, you know, keys to one high-performance gym uh, that we were just working out, I think, last night, too, though. So. But, yeah, no, we just I've just been working and just trying to keep it shape and run around a little bit. That's, that's about it. And sneak into the gym low-key and keep the pump up. Yeah, that's all. That's all it is. That's all it is. Trying to, trying to keep it up. Well, Ryson, is there anything we're missing about your journey to potentially being a pro football player on one side of the border or the other that you want to get in? Is there any anything top of my head missing right now? No, I think I think we're good, man. It's just it's just I think it's just a little bit unfortunate right now. Just we're in a weird time where you know it does seem like everything is almost about to get shut down too from the sports world so it's just a weird time where you know i don't know i don't know how the nfl or cfl stuff is going to go on with the draft and stuff but i mean we'll see what happens man i'm just ready for opportunity just to play man at the end of the year well Ryson, thanks for joining the three down nation podcast stay safe out there in vancouver and a lot of people i know across canada are going to be watching you and following you on your next step nfl cfl wherever it happens to be and excited to see where you go as a pro Awesome. Appreciate you for having me, man. Thank you. Thank you. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.